0: Happy New Year! Welcome back to Reality 2.0. I'm Katherine Druckman. Doc Searles and I today have a few things to talk about. We actually, I have to, I have to put th- put this out there. I feel like we missed a lot of really big news over the holiday that we could have talked about. So maybe we'll get to that in the next few weeks. All kinds of stuff. If you're paying attention to the news, but we're going to cover a couple of the big ones.
1: The world is still here, so I know so many things yeah.
0: happened. It's like yeah. we leave for a few weeks and and, and stuff happens. That Radio City thing. Just Google radio city and privacy and, you know, knock yourselves out. We'll talk about that at some point. Roomba, there was Roomba. That was wild. But we're not talking about those things today. We're going to talk a little bit about Facebook. Ireland versus Meta, I suppose, might be a teaser for that. And we're going to talk a little bit about Google and some things. But before we get into that, I wanted to remind everyone to visit our website at reality2cast.com where you can find our episodes and supporting stuff. We put some links in there and, and occasionally we remember to send out a newsletter and then you can find all our past episodes. We had a really great one before the holiday about chat GPT. If you haven't heard that, I would love for you to go back and listen.
1: Right. right. So actually I, I, what I'd like to start with is uh, there's still a pandemic going on and, um, there is. and I pretended there wasn't and I got COVID and uh. I don't, and you know five shots and lots of precautions but um, i think we got the they're not naming the variants nice things like omicron anymore it's just like it's hbb 1.5n or whatever yeah. I there's there's a i think i got that one it's one where everybody in, like for christmas the whole extended family got covid Started with me and they kept me in the basement because what were they gonna what were they gonna do? So they were like throw <laughs> food down to me. Basement. And then they when I get, they get news from my daughter say, nah, we all tested positive and come back out of yeah. the basement now and, and now I got
0: it anyway.
1: you know, and I, I I I did my quarantine thing and then triple masked and flew out and now twice and you know, I hope I didn't spread anything and um but it's it completely didn't affect me. I mean it, nothing happened. Uh, and and uh but Joyce, my wife is still suffering with it and long since it's probably over, but there's a lingering effect with it. So, um, there's no, there's no good, simple, hard and fast rule with this thing. I think if you go back to the beginning of it, it's like, Oh, the assumption is everybody get vaccinated and then we'll be fine. Right. We did it with polio. We did it with smallpox. We did it with a bunch of other things. It's not like that. This thing escapes and it's kind of like, you know, hammering water, you know, and, or, you know, or. Or Jello, or something, and it just kind of spreads around, and you kind of do your best to keep out of the splash zone. But it's it's weird. It's weird. So yeah. I just want to report that because I'm I'm fine. Do you
0: know how? Do you know how I, you got it? If you were patient zero almost, in your I'm,
1: household, I'm almost certain that there was one person who was pot. There was one person present who, to be fair to them, they no longer, they, they tested positive, but were told by somebody who didn't who told them wrong, that that they were no longer contagious. And mm-hmm. so we had a long talk with a, our favorite doctor in Boston, who's a, a diagnostician and knows his stuff. And he's kind of like, remember the TV show House? He's like one of those guys. Yes. And said, if you're testing positive, you're contagious. So
0: yeah.
1: avoid people. And um, so we're pretty sure it came from that, but it's not certain because... We had just come from New York City where we were in subways and buses and oh, had yeah, shows where one show everybody had to be masked going in and the other show all the other shows not at all and so you're just sitting there with a pile of people right and so who knows you know and and I don't want to blame anybody it's that the, the, the yeah. information we're getting is is spotty and and even if we, we, it really helps to subtract out all the politics but um.
0: Yeah, there's you not know. a clear there's not a clear it's not clear.
1: It, it's not clear, it's not clear. and and as long as this thing keeps morphing and uh, we keep getting variants of it, um clearly it's it's in the world and it's going to stay with us for a long time. I'm just amazed yeah. at how you know, a whole household, we had eight people there. I think only two of them didn't get infected. I was there with my kids and grandkids, kid and grandkids and, you know, in-laws and things and just a lot of you know, but anyway, an interesting thing that's something we need to talk a lot about. It's just sort of,
0: yeah.
1: it's been a big part of my life for like two weeks, you know, maybe three Yuck. weeks, whatever it is since Christmas. Ew.
0: I still yeah. have not gotten it. Knock on.
1: Good for you. Well, you do wood. a pretty good job of isolating yourself. I,
0: yeah. I don't interact with humans. I work from <laughs> home. I I mean, I go, I go out. I, if, if I go out to a restaurant, I sit on a patio. If, you know, I go to the grocery store, I still wear a mask, even though I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah, if, hap- yeah. Yeah. I'm it was thinking interesting. about going and, to a museum this weekend. I don't
1: like, know. if you go to the east side, the west side, I'd say half the people are wearing masks. You go downtown, nobody's wearing masks. Go to Brooklyn, nobody's wearing masks. It's sort of, I mean, that's sort of our, and up in the north end of Manhattan, where we were staying and where we used to live, almost nobody's wearing masks. And it's why? I mean, it's, there's sort of different levels of precaution to take. Um, but I, you know, um, I got into double masking which i would never done before I hate wearing a mask I have to say yeah, I don't yeah. like no, not fun. I don't like a thing on my face and but I trim my my goatees so I could get the mask around it you know and which I didn't have before and because it turns out whiskers are not a very good filter <laughs> <laughs>
0: unfortunately and,
1: you know anyway
0: yeah anyway so, well maybe I'll go to the museum this weekend maybe I won't I mean it is a big open space yeah, get nice
1: out a mask, do, but, do stuff yeah. if it I mean if it's like I mean, apparently this one the current variant, as is going around, isn't isn't a big deal. I mean, I had this. I would not have even tested myself if if I if my daughter didn't have one in the house. I, I had a little bit of sniffles. I thought, eh, I've got allergies. Let's just be sure. I tested myself. And and I was boom, positive. there it is. Yeah, but there it is.
0: you know, you never know who around you is going to get it. A right, worse. and then you know. Blech. Exactly. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I haven't been sick in years. It's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have <never laughs>
1: sick in years either. That's another reason why I thought, you know, in California, where I, where I am now, um, uh, I'm always sniffling here, but because I'm allergic to California, <laughs> I don't know what yeah. it is. As soon as the plane starts descending into California, I, into LAX or SFO, I start sneezing. There's something in the air. I don't know what it is. Anyway. Um, okay. Anyway. We so, top- we talking topic's at hand. Yeah. So- so he, here's the sort of over topic, the, the 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 high level of it, which is, and, and it's just something that somebody said earlier, and I, I put it on 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 Twitter, and it got retweeted a lot. Which is, you can have advertising or you can have privacy, but you can't have both. And the reason is because the advertising ministry is fully committed to tracking people, and that means no privacy. and And I think that's too simplistic. I think there are lots of forms of advertising that are not privacy invasive. Billboards, when you're looking at them, generally are not. Newspapers are not. Print is not. But the advertising industry seems quite committed to it. So it's in that context that there are a number of interpretations for the GDPR. And Max Schrems and his friends in, in, in Europe brought suit against Facebook and in Ireland, apparently. And Ireland, from what I'm told now, I'm, we're going to put links in here but the but I heard this on the phone today with somebody who's over there and and I'm reading it now, the Irish Times reports that they were gonna be very lenient with Facebook and because Facebook and all the bigs in Europe like the the you know big tech friendly uh, environs or tax environs of, of, of Ireland. Well they changed their mind on it and and so they, I see, the original proposed fine was between 28 and 36 million pounds for Facebook made in an October 2021 draft decision. Um, they're now finding them, the company, 210 million and another 180 million for Instagram. That's in pounds. But it's a lot. It's, it's like, a, you know, a third of a billion dollars um, or so. And, but basically the, the, the authorities have said that coerced, cons- like I, basically Facebook's defense and Google's defense and all of their defense would be in this case that we got consent, we got consent. You signed here. You said you we're you know we told you that you're going to be in Facebook. You're going to get advertised at and the advertising is you know is is consented and um it's going to be personalized to some degree. And they're saying no, that's coerced and or there's something they called forced consent. I ran across that term. Today, for the first time, forced consent. So, so basically, they, Ireland reversed itself on that, and um, and so. But I also read somewhere—I don't have a link for that one yet—that basically these big companies are just budgeting it in. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're it's something like you know they could find you up to four percent of your of your annual revenue or something like that. That's what the GDPR said in the first place, and they'll just say, okay, we'll take it, we'll take it. We're making enough money; where our margins are high enough that we can absorb that and uh, we just go ahead and keep paying something like that. So the part of this is the sense that they're fully committed to doing it this way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I think that the, you know, the, what it makes me want to do is just say, okay, maybe we do have to blow up the whole thing, you know, just, yeah. just, you yeah, know, I- blow up all of advertising as much as we can online because you know they can make plenty of money without tracking people. Search advertising works fine. Contextual advertising works fine. You know you're looking for the height of Example Mountain, and you get you know hotels near Example Mountain.
0: I so it, so so this is interesting, and I think this would probably tie into the conversation we'll probably get to in a minute about about Google. But I I would be shocked if the the advertising industry advertisers could wean themselves off of that addictive feedback of the the stats that they get right you know you get so right. much information and just i it would be difficult i think for people in that position to give that up if, if you've ever placed a facebook ad i mean it is mind-blowing how specific you can get if if you want to you about know?
1: the da- data about the results like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, how how targeted you can get. You can yeah. get, you know, I want people in within 20 miles of this location who, you know, <sighs> like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and contact sports. And or way more than that, frankly. I mean, you could, you know, all kinds of various preferences. It's been a while since I've done it, but it's it's pretty eye-opening if you actually go into yeah. the interface and start t- drilling down into your audience, right?
1: A, a long time after, ago, um I participated in a little study for doing, for doing exactly that. Like, let's see how specific we can get on people. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. sort of a, a famous case from a while ago, but it, it sort of tells the story of a student who goofed on his roommate by basically buying an ad on Facebook that could only be for this one guy. Right, <laughs> And this guy is right. like, how do they know? How do they know? And it wasn't they, it was his roommate yeah. that was goofing on it. So you can can get pretty specific.
0: Yeah, consider, consider, okay, here's one. I want somebody in my zip code who plays roller derby. Hey, let's say likes Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because I do. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, collects antiques, is age group X and female, that would pretty much be me there. I don't yeah. think there's another one in my zip in my right, code. Right. So like, how hard is it to, to identify us, you know, de-anonymize it goes back to, well, I mean, that goes back to conversations we've had many times about how simple it is to actually de-anonymize people. But, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's unsettling. And, and, and governments have X amount of power, but, but no more than X and nor should they frankly, But what happens now? So, okay, so to Facebook, they they pay their fine. They've budgeted it in, like you say. But at what point do they ever actually have to make any meaningful change to the way they do business?
1: I think that there's, I mean, I, I can imagine pretty easily that they could say, you know, they would make the service less appealing to people who don't consent to the ads. Like they'll tier the service in some way where mm,
0: okay.
1: a lot of what you like to get with Facebook, you're just not going to see because you're not consenting because that's the, it, or they'll just start charging. You know, I mean, that's another thing they could do. You don't want ads will charge, you know, um, the, I, I actually think they have a, a leg to stand on in the sense that there is a clear understanding that when you go to Facebook, you're going to get tracked. And it's mm-hmm. about that. And, um, and they do have a lot of, Settings where you can opt out of a lot of advertising. What you'd get are things like I saw today when I went is uh, Isn't it? Oh, it's so sad about Paul McCartney. Like he's dead. Well, I, I know what that is. It's 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 a bait and switch. It's going to be mm-hmm. for a vitamin supplement or some other thing. Like that. <laughs> it's mm-hmm.
0: so sad that he doesn't take his vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> and and what's the case is
1: that, you know, some skeevy uh, n- advertiser of, of vitamin supplements or some other thing like that is buying everything they just get away we're just buying across the board and if you click on it you know we'll you know we'll pay for that and they don't get many clicks but they they basically it's basically it's, it's the junk advertising of facebook and so i see that stuff i don't i've got the rest of it turned off as much as possible i'm actually quite surprised that there are some groups i'm on one is for a particular town where i went to school or or one for I take pictures of transmitter sites. Or Sony A seven four cameras. That's another one that's really very useful to me. Having one of those cameras, I see no advertising on there for anything Sony, anything Tamron, any of those brands. And maybe it's because I don't have it turned on. I mean, I, I maybe I, I've successfully throttled it, uh, and I'm not interested in it. But I do, I don't know. And you don't you don't have a way of knowing what didn't get shown to you. It's not it's not easy to tell. But I do think they have a leg to stand on and. The the problem is that in some ways, Google and Facebook are red herrings, um, mm-hmm. and because the whole system is much more corrupt than that. And, um, and I think we, you know, the, this this group that we started a, a month ago, two months ago now, called ESC, like the escape key for end surveillance capitalism. We were talking this morning about. Um, having and it's just a small cabal right now, but the idea is that one idea that we got is from one of our friends in Scotland is to name and shame the advertisers themselves, the people spending the money. You know, you guys are you guys are funding this thing, you know, and and rate them. You know, we're we're seeing your ads in these skeevy places. You're doing this tracking. We don't like it and we're gonna we're gonna pull your pants down on it. I mean that's a that's an approach. I've another approach I've Advocated for some time to no effect so far is is to go, is to name and shame the journalists that will cover it that work for the publications that are busy harping about Facebook and Google while at the same right. time they're they're accepting they're participating in the same business. So yeah, um, some
0: really, really great privacy tech-related journalism is posted on <laughs> sites that use yeah. a ton of that tracking. You know what you say actually kind of reminds me of your idea of your naming compiling a list so to speak it reminds me of the mozilla privacy not included site i'm sure you've seen it where you scroll down and it rates the creepiness of various consumer electronics and software and and whatnot yeah good stuff
1: but i really think we need to we need much more strategic ways of going after this than waiting our friend in Scotland, his name is ian henderson he's really great he's also on the customer Commons board he was saying that with the GDPR, I mean the GDPR came along in twenty eighteen. So this will take ten years. It takes a decade for the for for the some of the stuff to play out. Like this finally happening that Google's getting it's twenty eighteen to twenty twenty three. So it's five years. We're half a decade into this and we're starting to see some of the effects. Some of this stuff takes too long. Too, too, certainly too long for my my patience being old already. I want to live long <laughs> enough to see some of this stuff play out
0: maybe (laughs) i don't know i dare not speculate um so tell me about this google ad so we talked about facebook right and ireland but tell me about this this what's going on with google because i'm not all that familiar and something you brought up but it is interesting this this idea that google is well I, i guess it's their new platform described as a black box
1: yeah, there are two black box stories. I'm trying to bring them forward.
0: I will add links to the, these articles that are about this yeah.
1: Let's black see. Box. Um, there's one is the
0: ProPublica.
1: Yeah, the ProPublica story. This basically there it is about porn privacy fraud. What lurks inside Google's black box ad empire? So the, the the point there is that Google is the plumbing for a lot of the ad placements that go on out there. There there are these. It's a four dimensional shell game where your attention uh, detected on a given website is uh, is auctioned off based on, on other data that's gathered by the cookies and other tracking beacons that are stuck in your browser and what they're reporting back to parties unknown. And when the ads get placed, it goes through Google Plumbing. And it's really big and it's really complex and it's very much opaque or semi-opaque. And uh, and they, you know, they say they uncovered a network containing manga piracy, porn, fraud, and disinformation, and all kinds of stuff. So that's one story, and and that's there's nothing new there. Uh, but they dug down, and they they have they have a lot in there. Uh, the other one okay. is this this thing called Performance Max. This is an ad exchanger. Ad exchanger is kind of the, it's an advertising industry publication online, but it's very much not about business as usual. They they do a pretty good job of pulling the pants down on on bad guys. And um, they have a piece by James Hercher that uh, ran on December 14th about something called Performance Max or Pmax that has exited beta. And you know it, what it does is it gives Google more control over campaigns and gives advertisers less oversight. Away. And right. the idea right. is that you you pour your money into Google and it just you know here are your parameters and it will take care of all the rest for you and they'll give yeah. you some results and it's automatic um, yeah and it's it, it's it's more it's another black box it's it's like they lo- they love the black box business and in fact that's the algorithm business that they're in and Facebook's in and and Twitter's in and you know are are all about opacity. They don't want you to know what they're doing and they really can't be inspected. And, and it may be impossible to fully inspect them. It may be impossible for even Google within itself to know everything that, that their algorithms decide. They just try to improve them all the time and 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 hope they give you the best results. But, but anyway, they say it, it, it campaigns in a black box and it reports back, you know, black box aggregate results. And you were saying earlier that, you know, Obviously, you know advertisers want to know more, lots and lots of data, and if they get it from a black box, they're probably not going to be too interested in that.
0: Yeah, that that's what made me curious when you know when you shared these links is you know just uh, on my initial skimming, I thought you know every everything described here seems to me that something that it would would turn off an advertiser, especially having spent the last fifteen years growing accustomed to having tremendous amounts of information. I mean, again, coming right, from yeah. back in, back in our days at Linux Journal, you know, working with advertisers and understanding what it was that the their, their ad buyers expected to get in return in terms of data. And sometimes, you know, it, you know, it was obviously not even something we were comfortable with or could provide, but th- their expectations were very high and it's been that way for, for quite a while. And, and they expect to know every little detail about, about who's looking when and, and, how often and where but uh, of course that's a different that is a very different argument when you're talking about serving ads to a specific audience where you have purchased uh, you know this is a very different thing when you just hand over money to google and let google handle the the details of where it actually gets seen except that google is the big kid on the block and has a tremendous amount of power and influence in this arena i I, it just surprises me that this is even an appealing option for advertisers. I guess. Yeah, I like, Why would I anybody want could, to do that?
1: And it Maybe. could be one of those things that'll end up in the Google graveyard. Um, yeah. You know, as some, sometimes those things do. Um, a There's another thread going on uh, that involves Don Marty, who's um, one of our old colleagues from Linux Journal. He was the editor-in-chief for um, a while there, back in the aughts mostly. Um, and he is... Been involved in the, I mean, really helped me enormously um, with my book when I was preparing that and the advertising parts of it. He went, he just kept going with it. We've had him on the show a time or two here, mm-hmm. um, but on GitHub he's got this thing called a. It's it's basically it's called CAPCA California Advertising Placements on Criminality Criminal I'm sorry, or on, on Criminal Activity Act. So it's basically. On GitHub, he's coming up with model legislation, basically, and the idea is that you get it that it will require a tear sheet. And a point that he's made often is that the thing almost nobody wants to talk about is that for about toward the advertisers is that a lot of advertising gets placed in really crappy places, and the advertiser doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. The advertiser would at the very least wants the advertising to be placed not just in front of a specific person, but in reputable publications where they're getting value for it, you know, that it's going to be on on a reputable website or in a reputable app and, and appropriate in some way, right? And and so it requires a tear sheet. It, it, back in the old advertising days, which I was involved in uh, decades ago, you're when you ran an ad in, in a paper, in a newspaper or a magazine, the magazine or newspaper is required to send you a, a tear sheet, literally a, they tear a sheet, they tear a, a page out of the publication and attach it with a, a, staple or a, or a paper clip to a report saying, this is where the ad ran. You know, it ran there. I have a picture of it. So, so that's, that's, that's one of Don's ideas. And he always has good, interesting and, well thought out and creative ideas. So I kind of like, I kind of like that. I haven't really dug into it, but we'll put it in the, uh, in the show notes and our geekier friends who like to go into GitHub, (laughs) take a look at it there.
0: Yes. Always. I will include all of these links that we've talked about in the show notes. I wonder if we will look back shortly here in a while and see an inflection point right now, because there are a lot of, I don't know. I see I'm also very, I'm distanced from this conversation far more than I was, again, back when we were at Linux Journal because, you know, this advertising conversation was much more um, integral yeah. to my daily life. But I just wonder, I see so many changes. I see, again, privacy legislation, privacy regulation, interest in privacy, uh, just from a consumer perspective, has changed tremendously in the last, even five years, but definitely ten yeah. years. So. So I you know I, and there's a constant movement trying to adjust and move the needle a little bit to either you know go co- closer to consumers wishes and 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 also you know obviously satisfy things like privacy regulation requirements and compliance but like I just I don't know is any you know when when is anything actually going to change
1: We're looking for um what Craig Burton, the late Craig Burton, called knife edge rollovers. You know that where all of a sudden is big change. You know, just like that, and eh, it doesn't always work that way. You know, but things tend to muddle along and and then tilt over this way. Clearly, there's a set I mean, I think privacy is more is perceived as more important than ever now. Probably as a topic, I haven't done a Google trend search on it, but I'll bet it's gone up in some ways. Um, over the last few years, and there is a sense. I, I think you're right. We began the show saying that this is a lot of news happened over the holidays. There is a sense that there's that we are we are an inflection point right now of some kind. You know, it's happened. You know, politically in the last year, um, it's happening in the U.S. right now. In some ways, uh, there's there is a sense that there's there's a a lot of change afoot right now, but getting there still isn't like a really clear understanding of what the hell privacy is and what are we Mm -hmm. protecting here and how do you make it work in the digital world? You know, I mean, we're, we
0: need a threat model. Uh, Sorry. I'm going to plug my, uh, I have a, I have a presentation somewhere on my personal site or something about taking, you know, threat modeling your, your, your personal privacy. People need to do that. They really need to go through the process of considering what to protect and how and why, because without going through that, Thought process, even just, just thinking about it, let alone writing it down or studying it and, in any way. And
1: where do you go with it? I mean, you know, I mean, there, we had a, a good conversation with, um, on, on the Floss podcast, which we were both on in the, uh, this last week, talking about LastPass, right? LastPass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I mean, what was the threat model error? I oh. mean, you're, <laughs> you're dealing with LastPass, right? Because you use LastPass, but, you know, I, both of us have gone through some, some shit there because you did it with LastPass. I did it with Rackspace. I'm still missing a dozen or more years of, of, email that are hopefully somewhere inside of Rackspace that they can pry out when they're done, you know, dealing with their ransomware attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, t- today I went to look back at, uh, at billing, like I Sirius XM, this is one of my big bugaboos is, is a, is a basically bait and switch, in in subscriptions, you know, all of the publications use it. You know, free for the first three months, and then you know our usual price, which is twenty nine ninety five a day or something crazy like that. And Sirius XM, I went through it with them, so I wanted to look back at the billing. Well, I don't have that. I don't know those emails. They we sent you an email last February. Well, I didn't get it. I, I got it, I, it's not there anymore. <laughs> it was in my IMAP server that was at Rockspace, and I don't can't. I don't have it now. Anyway, so. You know, but but there there are threats everywhere. And that issue for me was a financial one because I should have been paying ten dollars a month for something that they were charging me twenty seven ninety nine or something like that for because like a sucker I got a deal for a year. They just gave me the deal for another year, but I lost like nine months in that of where I was paying. Way too much. And that's on purpose, and they want to kind of screw you that way. And so I think people feel more threatened by that kind of thing. That's where I'm kind of going with this. They feel yeah. more threatened by that kind of thing where I'm getting screwed financially over here. And right, by the way, my privacy is also compromised. You know, and But the financial stuff is a lot easier to see, and that's not solvable, especially. I mean, I really want to fix subscriptions, but you can't fix it on the seller's side. You have to fix it from our side, and that's going to be really hard.
0: Uh subscriptions.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. other
0: oh, – See, this is, you know, it gets I gets exasperated. It, I go, oh, I'll throw my hands up.
1: I know. It's not it's, it's <laughs> a can of worms. It's a canyon of snakes, you know. It, yeah. It, you know, and dragons and, and quicksand and lava. <laughs> it's really bad.
0: Yeah. Last pass, though. Oh, God. I mean, that, yeah, that one was just. Bad. I just – the problem is, I guess I probably did trust it a little, a little too much, at least. And it's when you use a service like that for so long, there's so much in there, you know. And it maybe it, most of it's probably not even valuable, right? It's old stuff I don't use. It's like if you know, it, it doesn't really matter if somebody has the password to some. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There are certain passwords out there that just don't matter. If you hack into my account and want to i don't know it's some retailer and want to buy me some stuff fine you know i don't store my credit cards anywhere or anything so yeah you know like i don't i don't worry too much about that but but there you know it's just the idea of having to go back and change all of those things and 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 kind of looking in and think well you know and trying to evaluate the relative risk of every everything, it's just it's time consuming and it's frustrating. It, it really
1: is. I, and and, and they, I had another thing happen where, um, my email is is um. I wouldn't say what it's cause I, it was with because I mean, it's not their fault. But I mean, I don't know what it was. It just I get a note saying Authentica- authentication fail. Change your password. Okay. Well, I have to change it on their website i have to change it in my phone i have to change it in a mobile device Uh, you know and and it's long and it's complicated and i have to poke i have to poke you know i've spent half an hour poking things and still it doesn't work with my phone i don't know why my phone is not getting my mail right now and and that's uh, where where is the problem is it is you know is it with the service i use or is it with apple which is the I have an iPhone, so it's the Apple mail on that one. Oddly, I never entered the new password on the new iPad, and it didn't have a problem. And I don't know how that worked. Like, okay, so the computer told the iPad that it has a new password for the mail, but it didn't tell the phone. Were they supposed to tell each other? I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm impressed that my my watch will open things that it didn't used to open. That's kind of neat. And doesn't work all the time, but there it is. It's, uh, you know, all, all the conveniences that we have come with a great deal of complication as well. And then of course I have the sense that I'm sinking farther and farther into the apple sphere, you know, which is their wonderful walled garden that treats me well, considering that I spend a lot of money with them and I'll spend more, you know, here's an mm-hmm. interesting thing. Um, I've not bought AppleCare in a long time, and have never charged me for anything. I just call them up about anything, and I hmm. they never shake me yeah, down. I don't
0: think I have either. I've I've only ever used AppleCare one time. Yeah, me too. A long time. Okay. The first Apple product I bought, I I got a <clears throat> a, a new uh, charger out of it um, from my laptop but yeah. you know it's definitely <laughs> for that it's it's i don't see it as worth it the, the, so.
1: There is, by the way speaking of apple a class action lawsuit thing that i i was informed about where if you had the butterfly keyboard and had to replace your butterfly keyboard and pay to play, replace it um then you're owed 300 and some dollars oh,
0: and they i've just, had that i've had a, a lot of things
1: replaced on this laptop um hmm. it's a 2017 vintage totally qualifies inside of it it's yeah. just that I'll have to go looking for receipts and crap that I I don't remember, and I'm not sure it's worth the time.
0: Yeah, probably. To try not. and do I, it. I remember I had one laptop at some point with a with a butterfly keyboard, but I never had any issues with it, so I didn't have it replaced. But I think I got some email, yeah. you know, telling me I could have it replaced for free if I needed. But, yeah, yeah.
1: This has is been replaced. It's it's a better keyboard, but it's still not great. And I'm waiting for their you know their M2 16 inch to come out. I want that when it comes, and I hope it doesn't suck. Yeah, it won't
0: suck. It'll be great. I'm sure it'll be great um, in spite of the fact that it's not an Intel processor. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry about that. Sorry Uh, about that. It's another way that they've reverticalized everything. They went all the way down to the silicon.
0: Yeah. you know ironically i i have um uh, my 16 inch macbook pro is is the last model that still had an intel processor
1: oh really you <laughs> which go. is
0: funny yeah and i and i did that uh-huh. intentionally it was not because I, I did not work for intel at the time but uh mm. I, I i i think i have i had some intel brand loyalty that i didn't even realize and i wanted to get it just in case
1: <laughs> I well mean, the nice thing changed. is you should be open source about it which you can't really with the m2 can you or the m1 or the m2 or any of those i i mean
0: yeah, I mean, Obviously, have you right up, sort of code
1: so. on it, but it it's um, yeah. it's you know, it's it's full of their IP, as they say.
0: Yes. Well, yeah, that's a yeah. whole other well, that, that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I, sorry, my thing head is spinning. I'm like, we we should do a Risk Five episode. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think about that too. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of speaking of Intel, who is my employer, who I. I I think I'm covered as long as I disclose that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I am working. I, this seems like a good, it's good an, an opportunity hey, to plug that I'm working on a podcast. I'm working on yet another podcast. How many podcasts? Can I, I, I love podcasts. I, I love we'll everybody plugs
1: out. another podcast. On a podcast. It's not a podcast. Unless you're plugging another podcast.
0: Exactly. So it it's great. so funny. Like yeah. how many podcasts and can I, can I juggle? Memphis,
1: and then you can promote your show? Yeah. yeah.
0: That's great. Um, So, yeah, I'm working on a podcast. It'll be all about open source and Intel's involvement in open source, and it's gonna be great. And I have some really awesome guests. And I think, especially if you're interested in open source security, the first several episodes are going to be very interesting to you. And yeah, so I don't have a URL yet, but I will share that at some point. But you can, you know, track me down on Twitter and Mastodon. I'm Catherine D, a bunch of places. And uh, yeah, keep an eye out. It should be out by the end of this month, and I hope people listen to it.
1: Yeah, good. Oh, but, good you know, plug. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll plug it too when we get the chance. And
0: yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a totally it's totally different than what we talk about here. I think um, it's totally different than what we talk about on Floss. It's just uh, it's 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 its own thing, and it's it's I think a good opportunity to talk about some things that I'm interested in in my work life. So it'll be fun.
1: By the way, there was somebody who said to me the other day, said, "Oh, gee, I didn't know you had another podcast." And I thought they were talking about this podcast. And no, they listened to this podcast. They were talking about Floss. Oh,
0: they didn't know about yep. Floss. So they didn't know. Yeah, about floss. there's so, there is some overlap, but it's not. There is there is. I think I can <clears throat> see a lot of people who would be interested in this and not Floss and vice versa. So, yeah, you know, we're covering all our bases here. Yeah. Next, I need to do. I need to do a pod. We need to do a. Gosh, a real estate podcast. What was the other thing that I'm into? Um, and maybe a you know an art and antiques and collect, you know collecting podcast that
1: would be cool. Yeah, we a good <laughs> good have Yeah, there's a lot happening with real estate right now, but, but mostly because the prices came down, you know, yeah. and the, and the cost they of have to. The cost of money went up and um
0: by a lot, <laughs>
1: buy a lot, and
0: uh, everyone's purchasing yeah. power. You know, if you're getting a mortgage, is just take a cake and a major hit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a, a good time to have done that it was in the past, but then it, everything cost too much then. So
0: it's kind yeah, of Yeah, and so now like I I haven't seen the prices come down enough actually. I you know I look at this stuff all the time just because. Um but so, yeah, I'm shocked. Like what do you do? Last summer you could afford let's say 800,000. This year you can afford 500,000. Like what? do you, So I mean, do you just compromise? Do, can you buy down the rate? Can you? I don't know. It's crazy. The, the market a, will adjust. But
1: this is a weird real estate question that um, has to do with Houston. Um, <clears throat> that you may have an answer to, and if it's completely off the wall or irrelevant, you can cut it out of the show. <laughs> um, I'm flying. I'm flying in from Indiana to uh-huh. to uh, IAH, the the Bush Airport there. Uh-huh. And, and Houston's really spread out, but, you know, it's so huge. you know, where's downtown? And it's night. It's like all over the place. Yeah, you probably can't um, see it. But there was an extraordinarily bright light um, on the, I guess, on the east side of the town, but it might have been downtown. That was like, I mean, it illuminated the inside of the plane and it was some distance away. I mean, it was that bright and it was kind of a huh, yellow, orange that? light. Is there some special thing going on or that was going on? I have no I'd, idea. All, <laughs> it's a fire. I thought maybe it a it's too bright to be a fire. I don't it was know what would be close would enough make. to
0: the airport. Yeah. It wasn't well, first of all.
1: It was, it, we like, were probably at like still like four or 5,000 feet. On, uh, okay. On we, on, we were in descent toward the airport so it was south of yeah, the planet but, looking, but
0: even I still i mean houston is so spread out and then yeah the, the airport is so far north as to I, not really i be will in houston barely i
1: took pictures and of it and i will yeah, you know I, will, I kind of want
0: to see i i will
1: send them to you and maybe you could we could put them in a newsletter so i say what the hell was this yeah, but houston it was like is the I mean, people the looking example at it like what is that what 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 is that because they like, here's a little kind of a skyline and there's lots of lights and on the ground and and there is this thing that is like just super bright in the middle of this thing, like hurt your it's eyes bizarre. bright if you were close to it. You know, weird. it's really weird. I, mean, I, want, I,
0: well, I want to see it, but yeah, who, yeah, it's hard to say. Even at even at that at that altitude, I, you know, I don't know that you would even see downtown like, all that way. What you were seeing like might not have miles, even been downtown. We're probably
1: ten miles away from it, a, we were probably a mile up and ten miles away. That's then yeah, like you might I,
0: not have even seen downtown at that point because you unless yeah. you were flying over downtown. Um, well, I know I've,
1: I've 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 taken pictures of the horizon flying into Houston where there's there's like a little little bunch of buildings here and then a lot of space and a bunch of buildings here and then a lot of yes, space Yes, exactly, a bunch of yeah. over here. So downtown kind of, isn't
0: is not very big and there are lots of different clusters. You know? Yeah, downtown yeah. Greenway Plaza Galleria, all of those clusters of buildings are distinct and yeah. are not particularly large. Yeah, it's a very uh, it's an odd city that way.
1: It reminds me a little bit of what. Um, Friend Bowitz said about Los Angeles, which was a long time ago. She wrote this that Los Angeles is a large city-like area surrounding the Beverly Hills Hilton. You know, because <laughs> that's what she saw? It, was like, it sort of looks like city-like out there.
0: Yeah, um, somewhat city. Yeah, ish. Houston's not very. Houston is like a giant suburb with little clusters with miniature downtowns.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's a cool city. I, I've I've enjoyed every time I've been there. I've enjoyed it. So don't really? want to crap on it. <laughs> really <laughs> you, you it's i mean it. it's fine you're, we do have our we are texan have some you can grab on it i'm, I'm not we, we no. have
0: some interesting things we have nasa which is kind of cool we have you know some cool stuff occasionally happens at like rice university we do yeah. have the medical center which is you know cutting edge and very interesting
1: yeah rice is rice is a uh, like an i an ivy grade school in mm, uh, the in, in yeah. really very high
0: we have very, very good food, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: oh, really? Good to, oh, that's good to know.
0: We have excellent food in Houston. It's highly underrated, I think. And really? A lot of, oh, that's good yes, to know. Yes, and a lot of diversity, too, uh, which means really good food.
1: That's, you know, that, that's one of the things that um, surprised me a little bit about um, Indianapolis, is that Indianapolis is uh, – we've had good food in Indianapolis, and, and it is remarkably diverse as well. You know, it's a good-sized yeah. city. It's not like Houston, but it's, you know, it's big enough to have teams <laughs> to have their, to have their own major league teams. They have it with yeah. football and basketball. They don't have it with baseball, but you know.
0: And we have our own. We have our own um, cuisines that kind of that sort of developed here. Uh, one of them, I would, I would, I would claim Viet Cajun is is kind of a huge. Viet thing.
1: Cajun, wow! Yeah,
0: Vietnamese Cajun. Yeah. Very oh, I like good. I
1: like the sound of that.
0: Yeah, the best um, crawfish ever.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> so, wow! Oh yeah. Crawfish is a weird thing. It's like you can get it in like here in Santa Barbara. There's a there's a Cajun restaurant that's really quite good called the Palace Grill, and it's run by natives of there um, of Louisiana and that are here in Santa Barbara. And you get crayfish there. You're not getting them anywhere else. I mean, you have to go to the Gulf Coast, I think, to to find cuisine that where they're a staple. Yeah, I may be wrong about that, but it's. Like,
0: I, I'm not aware of any other, but yeah. I yeah,
1: know. I mean, you go to Denver or you know Omaha or something like that. You're not. It's not part of the part of the culture like that. No, and I guess because you don't have them, you know, growing in the in the in the creeks yeah, they and rivers. They river, grow in. You yeah,
0: they grow in rice paddies and.
1: Yeah. 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 Little little tiny Swamps. lobsters. Yeah. yeah,
0: But with Cajun, uh, with Viet Cajun seasoning and the, it's like the saucy, like, Cajun, it's di- wow. totally different. I, I'm
1: salivating now. That's, oh, that's, it's uh, so good. Wow.
0: It's crazy good. Now I want that. Um, to to that. Anyway. Viet Cajun. But yeah, uh, I guess maybe <laughs> before we lose everybody, although maybe people are very interested in hearing about Houston's food scene. Uh, email me anytime. I'll tell you all about it.
1: <laughs> I just like a Viet Cajun. There is such a thing.
0: Oh, so well, here's okay. a place called a...
1: Viet Cajun that's in Galveston. Um,
0: really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know there was one in Galveston. That's right, just a like Viet, Viet Cajun, top
1: result, viet-cajun.com. Huh? Cajun yeah, Vietnamese lady. in uh, so the Galveston Airport.
0: There's so a Galveston I didn't Galveston know Galveston airport. had an airport. Oh, there's that tiny little, yeah, it's like a…
1: Viet Cajun, okay. the best thing to happen to fusion. Yeah, there's, the a there's a lot. There's a lot in Viet Cajun, and a lot of it's around crawfish. In fact, all of it seems to be around crawfish. Wow.
0: Yeah. Also, pho, like crawfish pho. pho right. Very good. Right. Good Stuff. Good stuff. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Um, good food in Houston. I'm so spoiled by Jim. Joyce because
1: she's such a great foodie, and and in during the pandemic she just got upped her game totally, and yeah, she's into Korean right did. now. She's been totally in the like we have we have I don't know twenty Korean spices in all the places we live, which she. I, into. And I go
0: through that phase every once in a while too. We have really great uh, Korean grocery stores too, so yeah, you, know, you got a lot of really great prepared foods, but also just you know ingredients that are that you would need for making just about any type of thing. And and it's it's yeah, I take all of that kind of for granted whenever I yeah. Anyway, the availability of really good stuff is pretty
1: high. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I took food for granted in New York and Boston. Less so in Bloomington, Indiana, but um, <laughs> <one of> there are <laughs> four or five restaurants here. There's an outstanding Chinese one we found. Oh, my yeah, gosh. That's a, that's, and that's when lovely. the woman who runs it discovered the Joyce-like chicken feet, she went nuts. Like, okay, I, I got to get you this and I got to get you that. Um, they're, they're really good. And uh, you would never want to eat there looking at the place. There's a little hole in the wall, and, but no, they're really, really the good. the best. No. Yeah, really good.
0: Oh, cool. Well, before it's we to lose the- everybody completely. Yeah,
1: the yeah, food podcast. Okay.
0: Yeah. Hey, yeah. there's the, there's the next podcast we'll be plugging. Catherine's yeah. Houston food podcast. Probably not though. There's only so much time in the day. <laughs> so yeah. So cool. Um, So, you know, we're, we have some cool ideas coming this year, and I hope you will come back and, and listen to them. And in the meantime,
1: <laughs> listen to all those other podcasts and come read,
0: read our article. Read, those, read the yeah. articles and let us know what you think about where, where Google and Facebook are going. So thanks, everybody, for listening if you've made it this far. And-